So I would like to take this opportunity to wish all the fathers, grandfathers, adoptive fathers, all the father figures a very, very happy Father's Day. Uh, I want to thank you for all you have done for your children, your families, uh, as well as for our community. Thank you for your dedication and your selfless sacrifices over the years. Uh, abundant research has shown that fatherhood is so important for the well-being of children and our families, uh, and therefore for our community, for the entire community. What is even more important, I think, is uh, the sense of Christian or Catholic fatherhood for the faith of the next generation. However, as we can see in so many places, especially in uh, the pop culture, fatherhood is really under attack. Uh, popular culture often depicts fathers as lazy, stupid, or useless figures. Uh, but this is very far from the truth, as we all know. And so that's why I want to acknowledge all of you and uh, thank you for your contribution. And as uh, depicted in today's gospel, the situation uh, that is, uh, we just heard really shows how a father figure, but not just only a father figure, but even a mother figure can be so important in inspiring faith in our Lord and instilling peace and calm. So as we heard from the gospel, the disciples were facing a terribly distressing situation, but in two ways, not only one. First of all, there, there was uh, the distress coming from the natural world. The gospel told us that it was night, it was night already, so it was very dark. And so navigation was already difficult uh, without modern technology, without UPS or without radar. And compounded to that, there was a, a stormy squall and waves were pounding on the little boat that the disciples were on. So they were already in the danger of sinking. And so all they had to rely on for a smooth and safe voyage were taken away. So what is going on outside in the boat, in the natural world, uh, all the darkness, all the storms, those were just a reflection, there was, those were symbolic of what was going on in the heart of the disciples. And in the wisdom of St. John of the Cross, a uh, Carmelite uh, priest and doctor of the church, uh, calls it um, the dark night of the soul, uh, which according to him is a privation and the purgation of all the external things of the world and the gratification of the will. He explains that this is because God wants to make our faith, hope, and love more pure, purer and stronger, so that we can have a closer and a fuller union with Him. And so for this reason, God uses these nights, these difficulties, to purge away our reliance on any external thing to make us truly trust in Him only. Now back to the disciples. To make the situation even more difficult, Jesus, who was able to set things right, he was asleep in the stern. And Pope Francis uh, has a comment, commentary on the situation. Uh, last March, when he was about to bless 
is in Peter Square, emptied out of anybody because of all the COVID restrictions uh, in the heavy rain. He made a very, very famous speech on this passage. So he explains the situation in the following way. He said that, no, the disciples had not stopped believing in Jesus. In fact, they called on him, right? But we see how they called on him. So first of all, if the disciples didn't have any faith in Jesus, they wouldn't even have to reach out to Jesus. Obviously, the disciples believed that Jesus could do something about the situation. But the way they called out to him was interesting. The Pope points out, they called on him saying, teacher, do you not care that we perish? Do you not care? So they think that Jesus is not interested in them, didn't care about them. And one of the things that really, really hurts us and our families the most is when we say, do you not care about me? Or when we feel that we're not cared about. It is a phrase that wounds and unleashes storms in our hearts. And it would have shaken Jesus too. And because he, more than anyone, cares about us. Indeed, once they have called him, he saved his disciples from their discouragement. So as we can see, nothing is farther from what the disciples were imagining. Of course Jesus cared for them. Jesus was with them at every moment during the storm. There was not a moment during the storm that Jesus was absent from them. But at that point in the life of the disciples, they had only seen just a few miracles of Jesus at that point. They didn't really truly understand Jesus for who he was, how Jesus really was able to um, set the limit of the storms. And as we heard uh, in the first reading, he could tell the, the lake, thus far shall you go and no farther. And here shall your proud waves be stilled. But unlike St. Paul, unlike St. Paul, um, who, uh, who said, you know, we don't see Jesus according to the flesh anymore after his death and resurrection. At that point in the life of the disciples, they were still looking at Jesus in the light of the flesh or according to the flesh. And so uh, we often hear in the Gospels, uh, Jesus called them, you men of little faith. Their faith indeed needs to be strengthened and purified from that point on. But you can also imagine if just one of the disciples at that point took on the role of spiritual leadership or spiritual fatherhood and saying, you know, let's not be afraid. Our Lord is with us. Let's not be worried. You know, he can do anything. And if he can stay asleep during this terrible storm, then this storm isn't that bad, right? It's nothing to him. He can still, still stay asleep. Then why shouldn't we put our trust in him? But imagine if Imagine if only just one disciple had said something like this, how calming would that be and how inspiring would that be for the faith of the rest of the disciples, right? So the question that we are, we are faced with from today's gospel is this, do we know Jesus according to the flesh or do we know him according to the truth of the faith? So as we emerged from so many COVID restrictions um, from this Sunday and forward, no matter if you are still experiencing a storm in your heart and if you think that Jesus is still asleep, not doing anything, or if you think that you are experiencing a dark night, 
no matter if that is the case or not, Jesus is inviting you, inviting each one of us to make a deeper act of faith. It is through the darkness of this faith that we receive the illumination from on high. Um, we receive the, the illumination of Jesus' infinite love and come to this intimate loving union with him and his Father. One day, we will see that it's no longer darkness, but light. And again, coming back to Pope Francis uh, in his famous speech, he says that Jesus is calling us to seize this time of trial as a time to choose, to choose things, uh, for, to choose what matters and not what passes away, and the time to separate what is necessary and what is not necessary. It is time for our lives to be back on track with regard to the Lord and with regard to others. And the Pope goes on to say, let us invite Jesus into our boats of our lives. Let us hand over our fears to him so that he can conquer them. Like the disciples, we will experience that with him on board, there will be no shipwreck because this is God's strength, turning to the good everything that happens to us, even bad things. And he brings serenity back into our lives because with God, life never dies. And therefore, if you are a father, a parent figure, or, or even mother figure, on this Father's Day, I would like to invite you to take up the role of the spiritual leadership in your homes and heed the advice of our Holy Father, Pope Francis.